From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary. And happy Thursday to everybody. I am Jerry Brooks, as usual, your host, not just the baby-faced assassin of freedom, but also your tour guide through the full-on mess that's being left in uh, as we head out into the end of this year, going into hopefully a more optimistic year in 2023 when the House Republicans take over. And believe me, it's not going to be fun. And it's not out, and we're not out of the woods yet, my friends. No, we are not. Well, because we still have the lame duck session of Congress right now, and let me tell you, it's not going to be a whole lot of fun because some of the really hinky stuff that they're trying to get into is really annoying and really dangerous. And it's like I tried to tell y'all, it's, a, it's basically one last screw you to MAGA, the America First crowd, Trump supporters, and anybody who happens to care about the country. Case in point, my friends, yes, this idiotic bill that just got passed by the House, this Respect for Marriage Act, uh, is nothing, has nothing to do with respect for, for marriage. It's actually disrespectful because there are no, I repeat, no uh, religious liberty protections. Nope, it's not happening. So I'll tell you what, folks. I mean, let me, the story here from just the news. I mean, holy cow, folks. If you really want to know how bad this is, especially for uh, my friends, my fellow Christians, people of faith, absolutely. It's going to be a full-on mess, folks. It just is. And there's not much, uh, you know, that you can really do about it except be ready. Now, uh, what's really in this bill, uh, and I would highly recommend... Uh, and I'm just going to play this great little clip of uh, Mr. Troy Miller, who is the CEO of the National Religious Broadcasters. And what this bill is really all about, because it has nothing, like I said, it has zero to do with respecting marriage. It is a big, wide open opportunity for woke organizations, the LGBTQ crowd, the whole stinking lot of them. Uh, my lord, it's just hideous. But let's, I want to play some of Mr. Miller here. Uh, and what, it's, it's only about a minute or so, but what he said to John Solomon uh, very recently, I think within the last couple of days, uh, on just the news, not noise. So let's go 
get I'm just kind of in a little trouble getting this set up but but yeah it okay here we go here's uh, Troy Miller CEO National Religious Broadcasters Mary Jack which we would hold as a disrespect for Mary Jack uh, recently was approved by the Senate it's gonna go to the House soon and if you really look at the bill itself it seems on the surface that this is sort of codifying putting into code something that's already out there because the Supreme Court's ruled on but look at the fine print, and the real issue here is about silencing the church or silencing anybody, any organization that doesn't affirm same-sex marriage. So there's this private right to action that's allowed by the legislation, which means if you feel like an organization you know, hasn't met your needs and your affirmation, you can make a civil lawsuit against them. And there's no other criteria in the bill uh, that says you can't. So we really worry that this is going to open the door for a lot of frivolous lawsuits and organizations that should be spending money on helping people, helping children get adopted, helping families uh, uh, get fed, helping a number of things that the church do, are now going to have to spend a lot of money fighting off these lawsuits. Oh, yeah, folks. Couldn't say it any better myself. This, it's not respect for marriage. I mean, it's just like the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, when did any of that bill... Uh, reduce inflation. It doesn't. It was a nice little goodie bag of woke Democrat uh, favors for their little pet projects like green energy, the Green Raw Deal, uh, and others. So yeah, there. That's one that's really sick and twisted. Oh, here's another one, my friends. Uh, we've got uh, in the Senate. Senators Tom Tillis from my beloved home state of North Carolina. Come on, Tar Heels, pay attention. This guy's about to screw you over. And you've got Kirsten Cinema of Arizona. Now that place is a full-blown mess. But yeah, now those two apparently have made some sort of, or are in the process of making some sort of a deal on granting uh, potentially some 2 million people, 2 million illegal immigrants, amnesty. Full-blown, full-grown, straight-up amnesty. Uh, no. And thank God for people like Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. Yay, show me state. Let's go. He says, pretty much, not over his dead body, are you going to get any kind of a deal to grant millions of illegal immigrants amnesty? It ain't going to happen. Now, right now, the Senate seems to be the place where things can be stopped right now because you've got a 50-50 split. Now, after January, now the, the control shifts over to the House where they have the majority, and they better start big time showing up and showing out for the American people who care about this country because this, my friends, is a mess. And the fact that you're going bipartisanship, bipartisanship, the real definition in the modern day is how much are Republicans going to bend over and grab the ankles for the Democrats? That's exactly what it is, because bipartisanship, can't we all just get along? No. 
not when the country is at stake. My gosh, people. I mean, are, have we forgotten? There are still major league issues going on right now. Major league in the economy. We still have a baby formula shortage. We still have record high inflation. We still, especially in parts of the Northeast that are really getting cold right now, we have energy problems, energy costs that are just obscene, and it's going to get worse as the winter continues. It's ridiculous. We still have that and a whole lot more. We st I mean, we've got California again looking to uh, push forth a mask mandate. Really? I mean, my gosh. No, this and the omnibus bill that they're trying to work on in the Senate and they're going to try to push it in the House, it doesn't relieve the nation of the, the quote-unquote COVID emergency. It still puts it in there. And in blackandright.net, our website, look at, the, look at the homepage. I've got a link right to a story of the eight things that are going to be put, at least attempted to be put in this omnibus bill that don't have anything to do with the real issues that are going on in this country. Oh yeah, it, it, you'll love it folks. And I recommend you share it with as many people as you can because this lame duck session, all we gotta do is just run the clock out. Because January 3rd, whole new ball game, or at least that is my hope. So yes, we gotta do that. Uh, my, uh, and other interesting stories around the world, we have President, Chinese President Xi Jinping visiting Saudi Arabia of all places because U.S. relations with the House of Saud, uh, well, they kind of suck right now. And the fact that the, the Saudis don't respect Biden, there was no fist bumping with Xi Jinping. They gave him a red carpet treatment like they did President Trump back in the day. So yes, China is playing the ultimate opportunist and trying to make, you know, inroads and overtures to the Saudis. Hey, let's work on an energy deal. And you don't have to pay us in dollars. You can pay us in our currency. And this is one more unfortunate, sad attempt by countries like China, uh, I guess the BRIC countries, that's Brazil, Russia, Iran, and China, to get the American dollar as no longer being the world's premier currency. And believe you me, they're making more progress than you might think, and our goofballs, who are supposed to be these great experts at monetary and fiscal policy, uh, have been screwing the pooch pretty badly that a lot of dog breeders are in tears. And it's pretty sad. But, yes, we've got that going on. Uh, other parts of the world, more interesting to me, especially South, South America. Yesterday, the Peruvian... Uh, President Castillo 
was impeached for making a huge power grab that he couldn't make happen. And the military, the law enforcement, and the Peruvian legislature pretty much kicked him out. And with what's going on in Brazil, which is still pretty hot right now, I mean, they're running out of time, but yes, Bolsonaro and people who are supportive of him are essentially mobilizing because it's going to take, I have a feeling, the military in Brazil to resolve this situation because they don't want Lula who uh, to become their president because he's nothing more than one more pawn down there in South America to make more inroads for the Communist Chinese Party. Xi Jinping's got enough problems at home with all of these protests for all of these COVID restrictions throughout China. I mean, Beijing, Shanghai. My gosh, that's just the beginning. So there's plenty of that going on, too. So let's take a look here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I still remember a friend of mine a few days ago when spending an evening with a group of folks. And he was more concerned about me having uh, things to talk about. And I just had to chuckle. I said, believe me, just because the American elections are over does not mean that there's, there's going to be nothing going on and worth reporting. <laughs> on the contrary, it's going to be even more so now, now that we're getting closer and closer and closer to the Republicans taking over the House on January 3rd. But apparently, I, I, I just almost want to bang my head against the wall when I see all of this craziness going on within the GOP. I said, folks, let's get it straight. The, the RNC screwed up. They screwed up Georgia. They totally screwed up the runoff. Now, in Georgia, there were eight count them, eight statewide offices that were up for election. Seven of them were won by Republicans. So, and, and I tell people, no, Georgia is not a blue state. It's not even really a purple state. It's a red state and has been for decades. But now, all of a sudden, you've got this, the one blemish on the GOP, not just the RNC, but the Georgia State GOP. And frankly, I say it's the consultants from D.C. and all these other people who the Herschel Walker campaign uh, relied on for good advice. And they and Herschel and his campaign team were not Herschel Walker was not served properly. You just got a bunch of swamp rats calling themselves Republican consultants going down there taking all their money failing again and they just go back to DC like nothing happened this is why you've got people screaming conservatives screaming within the GOP for new leadership at the RNC new leadership in the house because they don't trust Kevin McCarthy and what the Sam hell are they doing reelecting Mitch McConnell as the leader of the Republicans 
now that you've got a 51 to 49 Senate. 50-50 would have been a lot better. But, nope, now this is going to be, the Democrats are going to run roughshod, major league roughshod, over the American people, over decent, hard-working Americans. So, yeah, so I, I'm not exactly thrilled. And, and frankly, if the GOP cannot get itself in gear and get it together, then if McCarthy really wants the speakership, he not only has to sound tough, he has to be tough. Forget the donor class, forget the elites, forget the establishment, because he's going to have a whole bunch of America First MAGA Republicans in the Republican conference. He's going to have to deal with it, because if he doesn't, his speakership may not last that long. I mean, right now, again, uh, Andy Biggs, Congressman Biggs from Arizona, is now still putting, again, another challenge for the speakership. And the problem is, neither Biggs nor McCarthy have the 218 votes for the job. They just don't. And to think that even Democrats might have some sort of a say in who they pick as the speaker, I say to heck with that. That's screwy. That, I mean, that's major league wackadoodle screwy. So no, don't let the, the Democrats decide who the speaker is. This is up to the Republicans because they have the majority. So, and I believe, you know, McCarthy knows. He knows. He knows what he's having to face. He knows the pressure that he's going to be under. I mean, if he becomes speaker, he knows there's going to be a whole lot of folks who are going to pretty much, if he doesn't follow through on his word, they will want his head, at least in a political sense, on a pike. And he can't afford that. This is not the days of John Boehner or even worse, Paul Ryan. No, no, no. Absolutely not. So he knows what he's, he's going to have to walk a very fine, fine tightrope to deal with the Republican majority, especially when you've got a bunch of MAGA Republicans, first-timers, America first, Trump-endorsed, Trump-supported. So, yeah. So, Trump is not going away. Uh, at least, maybe not. He's not. In fact, no, I shouldn't even say that. He's not going away at all. He's not. He's going to be there. At least his spirit will be. And come 2023, when he starts his campaign... And all these other never-Trumper types can scream, gripe, moan, and, well, several other things. Like this uh, Jeff Duncan, the lieutenant governor of Georgia. It's like, and, and I've already went off on him yesterday. These Republicans against Trumpism, get over it. My goodness, people. If Trump did a rally somewhere, especially in a red state, that place would absolutely be packed out, still packed out, in spite of 
all the pot shots and the holier-than-thou Republicans who call themselves conservative. It's like, uh-uh. No, no, no. Those days are pretty much about gone. And those who want to hold on with like the slavish devotion to, well, this is not what conservatism is. Well, how the heck do you know? Hmm? You've never been president. Trump won because he wasn't like everybody else. That was his truth, his strong suit. And now, because he is that powerful, and he is that influential, and it sure as heck wasn't his fault for the mess of the red wave that wasn't quite uh, as everybody thought, that wasn't his fault. Nope. That, because Trump doesn't run the midterms. That, is belo that belongs to the RNC and state GOPs, respectively. You know, that's McConnell, that's McCarthy, and that's the RNC, Ronna McDaniel. Those were the people who ran the midterms. Trump was just there to help fundraise, to grant endorsements, so it wasn't his fault. And if MAGA decided to take this sort of, well, this sort of fatalistic, well, nothing's going to matter attitude, then that's, them, that's on them. Because I, yes, having the benefit of living here in the beautiful free state of Florida, I didn't really worry. Because Florida got its red wave big time. Not just statewide offices uh, and not just congressional seats. Yes, Marco Rubio easily won re-election handily by some 15 points. But even the state legislature, the state legislature got a Republican supermajority. And even in the district I live in, and I am very proud to say that we, our district elected for the first time since Reconstruction a black state senator and a Republican. Ooh, that messed a whole bunch of folks up. But, and I'm very proud that my, my district is represented by a black conservative Republican. Yay! In the state Senate. So yes, we're here. Florida had its red wave. I don't know about the rest of y'all. I mean, Arizona is still a mess. And yes, they are going, the, the lawsuits are going to be flying pretty dang soon, like bullets over Baghdad. So yes, Carrie Lake is not going away. But speaking of Arizona, <laughs> excuse me, this is a hoot, folks. From just the news, again, that great organization, uh, today, as a matter of fact, the and the <laughs> the headline, oh, it's beautiful. Maricopa County recorder sought DHS support in war on purported election misinformation in media. So, interesting. Stephen Richer, the Maricopa County recorder, and also a person who began a PAC 
for Republicans who didn't buy into the, the 2020 steal, which was aimed directly against not just Carrie Lake, but uh, Mark Fincham, who was running for Secretary of State, and Abe Hamaday, who was, who was running for Attorney General. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. And I'm looking at this... <laughs> Uh, looking at this story, but I gotta read you some of this. Oh my gosh, it, it's just amazing. Uh, Maricopa, uh, and this is from Natalia Middlestadt, a uh, reporter for Just the News. Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richer, who started a pack to support anti-Trump Republican candidates, sought support from the Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA including funding, intelligence, and collaboration with social media in election officials' often controversial efforts to combat purported election misinformation, according to a newly, repeat, newly released internal agency report. On Wednesday, Christina Bob, attorney for Donald Trump for President 2024, posted a CISA report on Twitter recapping Richard's March appearance before the DHS agencies protecting critical infrastructure from misinformation and disinformation subcommittee to brief members on combating election misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation. Whoo, mata. Right there. Right there. Um, that tells me uh, Stephen Richer is not as pure as the wind driven snow. Same thing probably with his buddy Bill Gates, the chair of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Oh yeah, it was messed up. And yes, Richer was part of it. And oh, oh, and, and I love this part. Just the one little paragraph. Um, Christina Bob, uh, President Trump's attorney, uh, said that she was given the documents to publish by Arizona GOP gubernatorial nominee Carrie Lake's attorneys who obtained it through legal discovery. So apparently, yeah, we've got, oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive, to quote Shakespeare. And apparently, oh yeah, Maricopa County were up to their eyeballs in it. So I don't know if this is going to really help uh, Carrie Lake's case because most of the judiciary are freaking cowards when it comes to this type of thing and they don't want to get involved. So I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be interesting though because... If Katie Hobbs, the racist Katie Hobbs, thinks that it's all going to be hunky-dory now that she can play Emperor Palpatine and demand the certification of her election, which has got all kinds of impropriety, let's see if she can actually govern. Because I'll guarantee you, it's going to be hell on her, and I hope it is. Because... She's got way too much garbage, 
way too many conflicts of interest and her Republican allies are just as bad. And so there's probably going to be calls for some recalls uh, or maybe somebody's going to run against them and I really hope they do, but whatever it is, the current configuration of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is a mess. They are freaking idiots. They are corrupt to the core. And frankly, you know, they probably need to spend a little time out there in the Arizona desert during the summer and maybe uh, cook their brains even more than they already are. I don't know. But frankly, these people sitting in their positions are arrogant, snarky, and frankly, yeah, I'll probably, I would pretty much say throw them into the burn in hell coalition because it's growing like by leaps and bounds. No integrity, no accountability, no transparency, and thinking everything is all fine just because they're Republican, quote unquote. Uh, they're not Republican. I'm sorry. They can have an R next to their name, but they're not Republican. They're pigs. They're swine. Yes, and I'm not going to hold back my feelings. Because what they've done, not too much, not so much to uh, Carrie Lake and all the other uh, Trump slate of candidates, but what they did to the people of Arizona, threatening county officials to certify or be arrested and charged with a felony. I mean, what the heck is that? That's pretty much like the old Soviet Union or maybe some third world despot. But Carrie, but uh, Katie Hobbs, um, the racist Katie Hobbs, is just a real mess. I mean, this is, this is almost like saying, oh, well, Joe Biden got the 81 million votes. If you believe that, you're either lying or you need a psychiatric eval because there's no way that Joe Biden got 81 million votes, just like in Arizona, Katie Hobbs, people all over Arizona know that she didn't win. She pretty much pulled a Biden in on a smaller scale in Arizona. And if this blue, and it's not a blue wave, it is not a blue wave, folks. Don't let the media tell you any different. Arizona is a very red state that got screwed over by a bunch of so-called John McCain disciples who are channeling his spirit and trying to help go against Trump candidates, and that's the only reason. That is the only reason. So, yeah, it's not a blue wave that hit Arizona. Trust me, it's not. A red wave hit Florida because we did the election right. And we did it in a place, one of the most populous states in the country. And I, and I will say it again. We have two time zones here in Florida. Uh, we have 67 counties and over 21 million people. And we still got the count done before the 11 o'clock news. I mean, come on, folks. Oh, and a little bit of a side note uh, to give some love to uh, Ron DeSantis, our wonderful governor. 
I love what he's doing because he's made it quite clear to Big Pharma that on a federal level, you may not have any type of culpability with the federal government or anything else, but in Florida, oh yeah, we're going to hold you to account for any vaccine-related injuries that uh, have really done damage and some of it permanent damage to uh, native to to Floridians to Florida citizens, and I'm going ooh, man. The, he hasn't even been sworn in for a second term, and he has just let him. He's just let fly, and I say hallelujah. Thank you, Governor DeSantis. I'm sure uh, you and Attorney General Moody. Uh, we'll be getting to work on that. So, whew. Oh, mercy. It is an exciting time still, and the year's not even done yet. <laughs> and on that note, friends, I'm going to call it a day today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us, uh, the audio version of the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're on all the major platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get it. You can also check us out at inblackandright.net. Go to our media connection page and you can find our social media uh, pages on platforms like Truth Social, Getter, uh, Instagram, uh, even on Twitter. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing Twitter for a while. See how that works out. Uh, and True Patriot Network, just check us out. Uh, follow us, subscribe. Hey, we love it. And we're going to be doing uh, more video work. So check us out on Rumble, uh, the In Black and Right page there. And send us email, as always, inblackandright at gmail.com. Take care, my friends. Tomorrow it's WTF Friday once again. It's going to be a real hoot, folks. So for now, love y'all. God bless. And remember, Patriots still come in all colors.